up with the latest on Jimmy Podcast World. On Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch TV, you can find me one word altogether, Jimmy Podcast World. Add Jimmy Podcast World for those. On Twitter Snapchat, you can find me at Jimmy Pod World. My YouTube channel is Jimmy Podcast World. Spaces in between. So Jimmy, space, podcast, space, world. I can be found on all the biggest podcasting platforms. Yep, that's Apple Podcasts. That is Spotify. That's iHeartRadio. That is SoundCloud. You can find out all this information and more at jimmypodcastworld.com. Remember, when you're shopping on Amazon, go to jimmypodcastworld.com. On the top, click on the Amazon banner. And when you're in Amazon, bookmark that page. Amazon will kick back a few pennies our way when you shop through our banner and you bookmark that. It goes a long way to helping fund the website, fund equipment, and a lot more. Very soon, very soon, we'll be having merchandise on there. Hats, shirts, stickers, and so on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for your um, overwhelming just support for the show. Um, I promise that the show will get better. I promise that I myself will improve. The show will improve. There will be more content. My blog will start, you know, creating more posts on there. Um, Thank you. Thank you, everyone that's following. Thank you, everyone that's just listening for the first time. Please share this out. Please give me feedback. If you're someone that has a topic, if there's someone that if, if you're someone that has an interesting story, if you're someone that wants to come on and talk about something, please don't hesitate to come to me with this um, with these ideas. Today's podcast will be a defining moment on this program. It's a huge reason why I wanted to get into podcasting in the first place. I've heard the feedback. I am very heavy on MMA. I am very heavy in sports. But MMA and sports is only half the reason why I got into podcasting. The other reason was the topics like the one that I am about to present. Through this podcast, I want to be educated. I want to grow as a person and a member of society. In this podcast, we allow topics to breathe and conversations to be organic. There will be shows where you and I will agree or disagree. The same goes for you with the guests I have on. But my only goal is to cater and promote to the advancement of dialogue and some on some necessary topics. Perhaps the topic and guests will spark some curiosity as you further research to what is talked about on this program. With that said, today's guest is someone who I used to work with years ago, a very good friend of mine. We've been Facebook friends for a while as well. He is the inaugural episode of an ongoing series on this podcast that will be entitled Coming to America. This specific episode is Coming to America, Sierra Leone. It is my belief uh, he has a great story. Through this podcast, you might at times hear uh, his two-year-old in the background. Tommy is a father of two and a proud father. And you know what? A great father at that. He was on baby watch while his uh, wife uh, slept before she um, left for her overnight shift. I will maintain that, uh, that I edit very little on this program. I'm a proud father myself. And you already heard my daughter on some of the episodes in the background. As much as you guys know me as a person, perhaps maybe only on Facebook, or probably just as a podcaster, I want to let you know that I am a husband also. I am a father. I am a son. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'll never hide that from the program, even if it means my kid or someone else's kid in the background. It doesn't go on for the entire podcast, so please tune in and listen as we talk about Sierra Leone. And coming to America, give it up for my amazing guest, Tommy. Give me sports. 
Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jimmy, and this is the Jimmy Podcast World. Uh, with me today uh, is a very special guest with an amazing story to tell. Um, I got to say, uh, I didn't know if we would ever sit down again and, and have a conversation. Yeah, exactly, right? So with me today is, 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 uh, is Tommy. Hey, guys. Um, I'm excited to be on the podcast, you know, and um, as we go along, you guys will get to know me more and basically how... Jimmy and I probably, I want to say, bec- like we became brothers, not even friends, right? Yeah, we've yeah. Kno- we've known each other for what six, seven years now. I would say, I would say about so. Uh, yeah, I would about, say about six, six seven, seven years. years yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty long. Yeah, and you know, every now and then we we'd be talking and we'd kind of drop these um, kind of drop these um, quick comments or 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 you 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 you'd say something. Um, in response to something I would say, I would, I would ask something about, uh, about where you come from. Yeah. I would ask about your background yeah. and you'd say something and I'd walk away and like, we're working. So it's like, it's kind of hard to just have a full on conversation like we're going to have now. So this is what I enjoyed about working with you. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember like something will happen on the floor and you're like, man, like tell me more about where you're from. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we. I remember, like, we were going to a computer, and I'm like, this is my country, right? And, mm-hmm. and to, to go off of that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I came here in 2008, mm-hmm. you know, and um, here's a kid from Africa and all that. And let's face it, like, if you're born and raised in America, most of the image you see is probably something of, like, an adoption of a child from mm-hmm. Kenya or from Ethiopia and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when I came, like, some of the questions I used to get in high school, I'm like, God damn, like, like where's that? But basically when I came here, you know, I, there's like this huge cultural shock and all that, you know. And people ask me like, oh, what is Africa like? Like, they used to sleep in trees. And I'm not going to lie, right? Yeah. You and I, we have a co-worker that we used to work with mm-hmm. that seriously asked me that question like, hey, do you guys have buildings in Africa? I was shocked. Right? And I, I looked at the person. I'm like, wait, are you serious or are you actually like just kidding? And they're yeah. like, no, swear to God, I'm serious. Right? So I, I find myself like always sitting there and having to explain to people that, hey, yeah, don't get me wrong. Africa, like any other country, is basically... Yeah, it's poor, right? Yeah. However, we do have infrastructural development there too, mm-hmm. right? But um, I know basically I just dropped this bomb on people of where I'm from, right? For listeners that are listening, let me just give you a quick background. When I was in 10th grade, mm. I came to the U.S. in 2008, right? And no, I didn't come here illegally. <laughs> <laughs> right? I... I came here legally, right? <laughs> I, my mom filed for me. And, and going off of that, right, legal and illegal, basically, yeah. right, I find myself fortunate just in the fact that the way I came here, right? right? I've had moments where I would sit in my car and I'm like, man, I came to the U.S. as a U.S. citizen, right? How many people are dying to even get 
a social security number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How many people are like struggling to even get a work permit? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm here, I'm like, am I really taking advantage of this opportunity that was presented to me? Right? Mm-hmm. So, but going off of that, you know, just, I came here, I'm blessed. I came here on my green card and I came here as a US citizen. I can vote and all that stuff. Right? right? Then you, you go back to like, all the other people that were probably not fortunate enough to come here. I mean, let's face it. Most of the people who come here come the legal way, mm-hmm. right? And some of them probably end up overstaying. Maybe it was a, visit, a visitation visa and all that stuff, right, right? Right, And then technically they become illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, illegal. But I, like, I, I was fortunate enough to come in the proper channels, right? right. And I'm here, but... Each day, basically, I look at it as I'm blessed, right? Yeah, I'm blessed to be here, right? But just, like, my experience in general transitioning from Sierra Leone to, like, boom, California, like, I felt like like I was just dropped in the middle, you know? Like, most of my experience, most of my ideas that I got really came from my high school experience, Mm -hmm. right? And... Now I sit down, like me going through college and all that. I sit down, I'm like, like man, like the average American actually, and, I, and I, I'm saying average American, like I'm part of this now, right? Yeah. We actually don't know much what is going on maybe outside of the state that uh-huh. we live in. Yeah, I, 100%, yeah. Right? right? Like, because the questions that I get from people even on a daily basis, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, like, did you just ask this question? Like, like, how did this go? Right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, I would tell people, oh, I'm from Sierra Leone, West Africa. And people automatically think, oh, I went to school with a guy from Ghana. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a different country, you know, right. That, right? People just have this idea that if you're, if you're African, right? It's basically like me saying, oh, Jimmy, you're, you're Mexican, Okay. Oh, yeah, I know so-so-and-so person that I went to school with that was probably from a different state in Mexico. Do you know that person? Right. <laughs> right? Like, oh, sure, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, yeah. Like, so be, I, I feel like people fail to realize that Africa itself is a continent. There are about, if I'm not mistaken, 50-something countries in that place. Right? Wow. But you come across people is just... this Their idea of Africa, really, is something that came from movies, documentaries, and all that, instead of maybe, like, really doing some research, you know? Like, okay, Africa is a continent. What does this continent really look like just beyond what the media is presenting to me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but for listener, that's just, like, basically a quick background history of who I am, right? I was born and raised in Sierra Leone, like I said earlier, and... I've been fortunate enough to be in the U.S. for, what, 12 years and fortunate enough to start a family. I have, I have two kids. I'm married, right? So, man, I don't know how I left that out. That, that's something I should have said. Right. Don't worry. I'll fix, I'll fix it and add it in the <laughs> Yeah, you got to come. You got to come before, yeah. man. I, I'm, man, I'm going to get in trouble. But anyway, I'm married to a very beautiful lady, yeah. right? And um, we've been together for about five years now. Right, and got two kids. We have a boy and a girl, right? Mm-hmm. So, and um, we're just thankful, you know, right? Bless. Yeah. So, let me ask you this uh, one of the things that I would always 
I would always hear you say, and it's maybe because of the people that would ask you, <laughs> like, are there buildings in, in Africa and stuff right. like that? Um, one of the things that you would say is like, yeah, you know, I used to chase lions. Right. And, right. and I would right. always I would always hear that and laugh. But then, you know, like you, you, you said it a couple of times and I was just like, I, was like, I remember asking him, like, why? Why? why do you say that? Like, because that's definitely not what you're doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. And, and and then you were like, it's because people actually like would, would ask me things like like really insane questions. Well, it's so. I will say this right, mm-hmm. going off of your question, I'm going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. My name is Tom, mm-hmm. right? I've met customers where they'll ask me, "Hey, what's your name?" and I tell them, "My name is Tommy," and they'll be like. Is that your real name? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine someone asking you, is that your real name? Like, hey, my name is Jimmy. And I'm like, man, Jimmy, hey, is that your real name? Like, so to me, I'm looking at this as when you tell people that you're from Africa, yeah. there's already this preconceived notion of a guy running around with no flip-flop and like just doing crazy things, right? Yeah. But yeah, so... The reason why I used to tell people like, oh, I chase lions and all that stuff is all because of some people already have that idea, right? It's something that's already there. You know, the media planted that idea that maybe this is the image of what Africa looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So I do that basically to, I'm poking fun at myself, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm basically telling people to maybe ask me, where are you from? Right. right. I'm trying to force people to say, okay, this guy just said something about I chase lions, right? Mm-hmm. I know the moment I say that, most people are automatically going to think Africa, right? Mm-hmm. But now I want people to ask, okay, so where are you from, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's what, at that time, I basically had the opportunity to be like, say, I'm from Sierra Leone and this is what Sierra Leone is like, yeah. right? So to answer your question, that's the reason why. I know we used to work together. We yeah. worked for, what, how many years together? So you basically know me too well where I would basically say, yeah, I, I chase lambs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But that was the whole intent of that. It's me, one, making fun of situation, and number two, maybe inviting my customers to then seek interest in knowing, okay, okay, now that you said that, <laughs> where are you from in Africa? Yeah. Right? And then I maybe give them that lecture on that in general yeah 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 and i think i I think you're right because i think you mentioning that actually kind of got me to ask like like hey man like tell me more like yeah exactly like tell me about this or tell me about that and actually that's kind of that's what prompted me to like want to sit down with you today was like i'm like let me not get like short like conversations we would have let's sit down and like kind of let's talk about it you know like and really get the full story uh really get for me it's really an educational thing for me. Right. Like I, I want to, I want to understand, I want to like have my interest peaked and maybe go on and, you know, be able to like look at more things and exactly. like be able to be able to understand it at a further level. Uh, Cause I think we definitely all have a story we and, do, and, right? and, 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 and I think it's, it's, I, I don't know if we do enough celebrating nowadays. I think, you know, the current yeah. climate of things, I think it's, 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 um it's you're either on one side or the other and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you know, there's basically no in between anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you and I were both from a immigrant family background, mm-hmm. right? You were born. You yeah. were born here, I was right? Born yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Born, you were born here, right? 
why I came here. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the day, probably our stories are not too far apart. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. They are really not too far yeah. apart, right? So, to your point, basically, like, we 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 all have amazing stories, mm-hmm. right? But by the end of the day, we somehow, somewhere, we probably all came from that immigrant background. Absolutely. Right? Whether yeah. your parents were born here, somehow, somewhere, maybe your grand, great-grandparents, somebody, right? must have came, like, maybe came here from a different country to start that life, right? Right. Just giving us the opportunity for us to maybe even sit down here today and discuss this. Right? For sure, for sure. Right. Take me through, um, take me through life in Sierra Leone. Like, take me through your childhood. Like, what was, what was, that question. what was, what was life um, as, you know, as, 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 a, as a child, you know, I mean, you said you came over yes. here. How old were you when you, when you... I was in 10th grade, so 10th. yes. Oh, well, About 14, 15? 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so take me through kind of that from childhood up until, up until um, when you came over. Like, what was, I guess, what was a, I don't know if that even is, is, is a thing to ask, but a typical day, what, a typical what day. Okay. yeah. So... Before I even start telling my story, right, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. So, I think my daughter was that three or four, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought her an iPad, right? <laughs> and she's on her iPad. I downloaded a ABC tracing game, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she's on her iPad sitting next to me, and she's tracing on the iPad the A. B, C, and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and I sat down and I I almost cried, and I'm like, man, when I when I was growing up, I wasn't presented with this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I I didn't probably even know what technology was, right? I didn't fully start using computers until I came to the U.S., mm-hmm. right? So now, for me to go back on that. Our experiences are completely different, right? One thing I know for sure is I came from a different spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a large family, right? Mm-hmm. An extended family, I should say that. And my family, I would probably say we were considered poor, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's a reason why I say that, right? When we're probably done, I'll show you some images of like how I grew up. But then... Um, I remember stories from my grandpa and grandma how they fought so hard to buy the land, right? My grandpa, as a background uh, there, my grandpa was a, I think he did some construction type of stuff and also carpentry, Mm -hmm. right? So I remember him telling me stories of how they build the house and all that stuff. But growing up in it from a large family, like their aunties, uncles, cousins, think of like extended cousins and all that. Now, even though we were not rich or wealthy, right, there was still love, right? And you feel that love from uncles, aunties, grandmas, everybody, right? Now, don't get me wrong. There are instances where maybe cousins and aunties or whosoever, like, will get into a fight, right? But by the end of the day, we were all family. So to go back to kind of your question, like, there, there was really not like a, a typical day, mm-hmm. right? It all, like, what I'll probably highlight is 
our day-to-day living is completely different from what my kids are exposed to here, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in a in an environment where on a weekend I would probably go out and play. Mm. Like the only thing that would bring me home is for me to maybe eat, mm-hmm. right? And I'll be gone again. But here's one thing, right? My mom always felt safe, right? My mom always knew exactly where I was at, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at my kids. You see, I mean, I live in a gated community, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't even have my son playing alone, right? And it's all because of the environment, right? Mm-hmm. America is super advanced and all that, but I feel like the environment that I grew up in, right, despite the poverty, despite the fact that we don't have no clean running water, no electricity and all that, it was a much safer environment for wow. me, right? And when my son was born, one thing that my wife and I discussed actually was to send him back home. Wow. Um, yeah. And um, we, we had that discussion and all that, and it was one, right? We wanted him to know how to speak some of the local dialect, right? That's one. And number two was more of we want him to grow up in an environment where he's going to be humble. Okay. Right? And I'm not here basically saying, oh, American kids are rude, blah, 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 blah. It all depends on who the parents are. But, like, based on what I've seen in, in this environment, it's completely different from my own upbringing. And, I mean, you 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 came from a, from an immigrant background too, right? Mm-hmm. Your upbringing might probably be more strict, right, in comparison to maybe your friends that you have or you had in high school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So my experience growing growing up in Sierra Leone is really more of like we didn't have much, but by the end of the day, I felt safe, right? We used to walk to school together, like friends and all that, Mm -hmm. and we have uniforms, right? We don't wear clothes to school. So whether you're poor or you're rich, we wear the same uniform. Now, the only difference probably you would tell is the lunch that you brought to school, right? Or maybe your parents had cars to drop you off at school. Mm-hmm. But my life changed drastically when my mom came to the U.S. I can't remember exactly when she came, actually. Mm-hmm. But my mom, I'll probably say she's been here for maybe maybe 19, 20 years. Wow. Pro- yes, right? And um, when she came, like, that was basically, like, a game changer for me, right? That's when I had the opportunity to go to private school. And guess how much it was the cost to go to a private school? Guess. Oh, man. Um, in dollars. Guess in dollars. Over there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, is it, like, a month? Or, like, just kind of, well, like, how, like... For us, we do we do semesters, basically, right? Semesters. Yeah, it was three months, right? So... I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I answered this way. I know it's wrong, but <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you why I answer, I'll answer it this way. Maybe maybe down the line as we're talking, but uh, I'll say probably 100 bucks. You're right. Okay, cool. Cool, you, cool, cool. You, so, it, so think of you going to a private school for 100 bucks, $100. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I think it's more like that per day here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, but go back, though, and look at if a private school... 
is basically let me say charging you 100 bucks for three months now how much is the cost of living for the average joe now if you if you went to private school right people saw you with that uniform you mm. were basically like man damn like you were the high end right mm. i remember when um when i went to i think ninth grade right ninth grade mm. actually so my private school life started when from i want to say from fourth grade going up right that's when my private school st life started the rest was in government school where they f they gave us burger they I don't, many Americans might probably not know what burger is, basically. What is well, it? Burger is like wheat. It's like a health, it's healthy grain that... I'll, I'll show you pictures when we're done. I did look at some pictures. I have questions, too, about the food. The food? Uh, the yeah, diet? I, I okay. was looking at a couple of things today. Just wanted to make sure, like, on my... Yeah, you did your research. Yeah, yes. just, just just a little research. Yeah, just enough, in, in, <laughs> enough to, to to still be able to ask a couple questions. Questions, okay. And, and just kind of, yeah, get that. But um, anyways, go, go on. Yeah, but... um. Like, imagine you go to private school and you're paying 100 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Then you sit down and say, if $100 was considered a private school fee, like, how is life basically going for the average Joe, right? Mm -hmm. So, my point here is, we have people there that don't have enough, right? Mm -hmm. We still have kids that, probably don't have the upper hand to go to school, right? right? We have, there are government schools. Growing up, there, are gov there were government schools. And I remember, I think, when I was going to government school, I want to say the fee there was about, during my time, was about 25,000 leons. Now, if we try to convert that, it's probably about... I'll probably say about about ten dollars or less than that, right? Yeah. About ten dollars or less than that. But it was still a struggle for people to come up with that amount, yeah. right? Based on the fact that it's not like the Western world, right? Yeah. All a selected group of people have the opportunity to probably work, right? And for you to even get a job, it has to be connections from other people and all that right so most people end up going into sole proprietorship right people start their own business and all that stuff but me growing up there is completely different from basically what my kids are experiencing here my kids have way more than i did look at the where they live right, right? <laughs> yeah i i didn't have running water no we use well Right. My grandpa had um well, so you fed your water, you know, and that's how you showered and all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't have twenty four hour electricity. No. You know, in, in the US most of the time if maybe they are going to shut down the electric the electricity, PG and E will let you know, right? Yeah. PG and E will inform you that from this time to this time there'll be no electricity, but it wasn't like that for me, right? I remember like Sometimes you have to study on lanterns. And most people don't probably know what kerosene is. You have to use kerosene, right? And it produces smoke, yeah. right? And you wake up in the morning and, like, just do a swab in your nose or whatsoever. And your fingers are freaking, like, black 
from the CO2 that the, wow. the, the yeah. right? And, and there are people back home that are still living like that, right? And this all goes back to what I was saying earlier that I find myself very fortunate to be here, yeah. right? And I think that my upbringing plays a role into why I've always just been humble and like I'm hustling and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I, I see, I see that, man. I see, I definitely see that, um, that you know, that that hustle in you. I see that drive for you. I see, I, I saw that. I mean, we're we're side by side with you, and and, and I and I saw that, and I still see that. I Thank still you. see you doing that. I see you doing that with your like photography and stuff like that, and that's actually something inspiring. That yeah. is, uh, that's yeah. something that I kept in mind when I'm like, dude, I I want to do this podcast thing. Well, why not? You know, like get started. You know, kind of learn how to do it. I'm I'm still learning how to do this, and it's gonna I mean, take a long time, but. Um, absolutely. Um, I, I know you said you did some research about my food. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, um, I, here's the interesting part. I actually want to see how you're going to pronounce what names you brought up. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So, um, let me see. Let me see what you have. So I, one of the ones that I had was, uh, I, give me a second. I already Probably know which one you're going to start with. I I I I have um. Okay, so is is okra okra okay okra is that yeah okay you that is a shocker like I thought you were gonna start with cassava leaf. No, okra and peanut soup are the two uh are the two that um came up that that came up, but also peanut soup really kind of caught my attention. I'm like, man, that looks pretty good. Man, you came at the wrong time. We actually had some, I think, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk about food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That, so, peanut butter soup, right? It's literally the base is peanut butter. That is it. Now, in terms of how you twist that, it's all up to you. So for me, I actually like when my wife puts like shrimp, dry fish, raw fish, and all that. Mm-hmm. sometimes goat meat i love goat meat mm-hmm. right but um it's a mixture of like different whatsoever you want to put in there but the main base is really peanut butter soup and in terms of like how spicy you want it i'll say this like majority of us africans man we love spicy food like likewise likewise <laughs> for us mexicans exactly yeah. right <laughs> we when i say spicy food we love spicy food so so but like peanut butter soup is really just it's peanut butter. Like, that's what the base is. Mm-hmm. Then in terms of okra soup, right, okra is a very interesting one because with okra, we pretty much eat... Have you ever seen what an okra stick looks like? Mm-mm. Ever? No. So the stick itself kind of have, like, some little... I want to say, you know how... Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, it's kind of like a cactus, but, like... There's things on there are not that like big, like mm-hmm. you know, and it tends to be a little itchy, right? Mm. Right. So, but we eat the okra itself, then we also eat the leaf. Now, again, you can prepare that however you want. You can prepare that with oil. You can prepare that with palm oil. You can put whatever you want into that, mm-hmm. right? And it's all a mixture of. Like okra in general, we can. So when my wife made peanut butter soup two weeks ago, we blended okra because we we're gonna use the okra basically mm-hmm. for the rice. 
to make it a little bit smooth and all that. Then we ate that with the peanut butter soup. Okay. Right? So it all depends on who is preparing it and how they want to do it. Right? In terms of, I'm actually surprised that you didn't start with cassava leaf. Because cassava leaf is like one of the most popular ones that will normally come up. Talk to me about that one. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what cassava look like, though? No, uh uh-uh. It's, what, what's the name of cassava in America? I think, is it called, no, it's not yam leaf. Yam leaf is different. Yam leaf is basically sweet potato leaf. Cassava leaf soup, here it is. Yeah. Uh, You've seen a lot of variations, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, cassa- pictures, yeah. cassava basically, it's like the leaf is green, right? And um, it has like different, what does it look like? I can't think of exactly what it looks like, but it has like different branches going out. Ex- exactly. looks like that. And what's funny with that though also is you can eat the leaf and you can also eat the roots, mm. right? So for us, we normally blend the roots. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the, the leaf and like we put that in the refrigerator and all that stuff. And just like okra, just like, um, what was the other sauce? Peanut butter soup. Mm. You can put whatever meat you want in that guy. Mm. Right? You can put goat meat and you can cook that with palm oil. You can cook that with oil, coconut oil. For me personally, I like it with coconut oil. Now, one of the interesting things about like the like cassava leaf in general, <laughs> this is funny. I actually didn't even realize that until I came to America, right? Right. Almost all of the tribes in Sierra Leone, because I think we have about 18 different tribes in Sierra Leone, right? I'm from the Mende tribe. I was, yeah, so right. I, I, I saw that and then saw the, saw the Mende, and I'm like, wait, he always says Mende warrior yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I got to mention, I got to ask about that. But anyway, so sorry. that Mende, Mende warrior, yeah. that's for my son. Yeah. Because my son... Ibatima is his name, right? And Ibatima in my Mende culture basically means someone that's unique, someone that's different, someone mm. that stands out. So I, I refer to him as Mende warrior because he's, to me, he's a warrior. He's a strong dude and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? But um, where were we? Let me ask you this. Um, uh-huh. And we're talking about food, but but um, I, I did oh, want to no. ask about that. So I noticed I noticed his name. Yeah. Um, and, and I was going to ask, like, what it, what it means, and, and, and you covered that. Um how why did you name him why did you give him a, i have this question why yes. did you give him this that name rather than billy or something like that some american name so, some something like how important was it for you Great. to to give him an, a name like that and the meaning behind it amazing man so check this out okay let me just say this out right i hate my name right now and here's why okay mm-hmm. i didn't start hating my name until I started working for the company that you and I worked for, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, like I said that earlier, like people, customers will ask me, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, Tommy, right? And the next question that follows after that is, what's your... <laughs> is that really your real name? Yeah. And, and I actually, I once thought about changing my name, right? But then the process was just going to be too difficult. Yeah. So, when my wife became pregnant, right, that, that was something that was definitely in my mind that, hey, if my son is going to say I'm from an African descent, right, people already have that preconceived notion that you need to have a very 
difficult and traditional name, right? So it's very purposeful and very intentional that I actually chose Ibatima, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something my wife and I we've discussed, right? Mm-hmm. The next child, right, is going to also have a traditional name, awesome. and it's all in the this idea of people asking, "Oh yeah, Tommy's your real name?" No, I know that's not your real name. Now, when people ask that question, though, right? What they fail to realize is Africa was like a lot of places in Africa were colonized by British people. Yeah. Right? Which means most of the names that we got, people like me, right? I have a friend that's John, right? Now does he have his middle name? Yeah. He has a middle name, but his first name is John, right? Now most people might think, well, <laughs> that's not an African name. No. Right? But there's colonization that took place, right? right? So most customers might think, oh, accent, or most people might think accent like someone from like an ethnic background, oh, is that a real name? It's like, oh, yeah, you don't, your name is not supposed to be Tommy. That's like me saying, Jimmy? No, your name is not supposed to be Jimmy. You're Mexican. Your name should be Juan. Well, I, 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 I'll, <laughs> right? uh, I, I'll give you full, full, uh, full disclosure. Um, Legal name is Jaime. Jaime. No, I know that. I and, know that. And, and I think the reason why I ended up going with Jimmy, I actually hated Jimmy at first. Okay. A, lot of my family would, a, a, lot, a lot of family would call me Jimmy, and I'd be like, no, it's not Jimmy, it's Jaime. Mm-hmm. But then comes a time where, you know, you're playing basketball, and your friends want to call and say, hey, let's play basketball, basketball, or let's go watch a movie, or whatever it is. And then there comes a time where, like, hey, um, uh, Jaime, can can you come in to work uh, on, on a weekend? Yeah. And and I'm a kid, right? So sometimes people would call and be like, "Can I speak to Jaime?" Jaime, okay. And be like, they'd call me, and I'd be like, "Hello." And they're like, "Can you come to work on Saturday?" And I'm like, oh, "Dude, I'm I'm 12. What are I'm you talking <laughs> about? Like, oh wow." So I'm like, "I'm 12. What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Hold on, Dad. You know, come. Okay. Hello." Yeah, yeah, I can be there. And he goes, why'd you get the phone? I'm like, my mom gave it to me. And then it'd be like, why'd you give the phone to him? And, you know, it would be, be, so is your dad also Jaime? My dad's also Jaime. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, so for so long it was that. And then I started working. And they'd be like, you know, can we speak to Jaime? And they'd be like, hey, could you come cover a shift today? And my dad would be like, wait, hold on. What do you mean cover a shift today? Like, you know, so. Oh, complications. So one, to go one step further, mm-hmm. my mom is named Maria. That's my grandma's name. My sister's also named Maria. See, so so, <laughs> I give. Tell I give, me your daughter is not Maria. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like I should just name my daughter Maria. Just <laughs> to crazy. really mess things up. So so it was two Marias and two Jaimes, and I'm like I'm I'm changing that. I now like Jimmy. You see that story that you just basically told me. I was talking to my dad. I think two weeks ago, right, and. He overheard me basically calling my son a Batman. He said this in our local dialect. Oh, why didn't you name that child another name? Like maybe one of your grandparents and all that. And I said this. I said, I actually want my kids to have their own unique names, right? Yeah. My wife and I, we are not a big fan of naming parents and all that, right? And um, the good news for me is in my culture, we have compound names that we can basically say, Instead of giving your name, we're going to, instead of calling you Maria, which is my grandma's, uh, my late grandma's name, like I said, mm. or instead of naming my 
my wife's um, uh, grandma's name, basically, we can just say, we're going to compound that and say, uh, we're going to call you this name, right? Yeah. So when my wife was pregnant, those are things that we played with. But we're not a big fan of really like, oh, let me name my kid after myself. Yeah, I will yeah, never yeah. name my, my son Tommy, never. Yeah. Like, it's not something I go to bed thinking about, never, yeah. right? But it's interesting how, I mean, I was telling people also, you're from an immigrant background, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you also have a family, mm-hmm. right? I remember when you met your wife, how excited you were and all that. When she became pregnant, right? Mm. And your wife is also from an immigrant family, yes. right? right? Yes. So how did you basically decide? I know you kind of gave me a little side, uh, story. How mm. did you decide, like, I want to name my daughter this thing, right? Or did you get pressure from your family saying, oh, you should name this family member, you should name this family member? No, uh, no, no pressure at all. Everyone okay. kind of threw names, you know, families always do that. Like if we have, if she was pregnant tomorrow, people would be like, oh, name her this or yeah. name her that. Or I kind of like that name. Um, for, for a long time, I think we were going with just different names, you okay. know, and, and Did you have like a book. No, no, no book. No, <laughs> no books. Um, um, one, at one point we were going to name her Madison. Why? Um, we're so we're big San Francisco Giants fans. Okay, um, Madison okay. Madison Bob Gant. Okay. Um, okay. After he won won the third World Series for them, uh, I'm like, our first child's named Madison, boy or girl. Okay. And and you know we thought about it for a long time. We're like, yeah, Madison, Madison, Madison. But we didn't have any connection to the name. Like there wasn't anything there for to go like, oh well, you know, you know, our people they're named Madison or our people. Or are people this or anything like that? So, you know, we, we played around with names for a while and um, kind of funny. Uh, we were watching a, a UFC fight or I was watching a UFC fight. And my wife comes into the living room and goes, who are you watching? Who are you watching? And I'm like, oh, it's it's such and such girl. And Ariane Lipsky from um, from Brazil. Okay. Which full disclosure to listeners. I know nothing about wrestling. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Tell, me, tell me who you think is going to win. No, I'm kidding. No. Okay. I know nothing about wrestling. I know I watch football and I watch soccer. That's it. Okay. Um, so she, she goes like, okay, cool. She just goes back to the room. Nothing. That's it. I, I never talk about that fight ever again. Okay. Uh, two days later, she just texts me out of the blue and goes, I like the name. Ariana. Uh, and she goes, I'm like, what name? She goes like, I like the name Ariane. And I'm like, okay. Um, Where'd you get that name from? Yeah. I wasn't thinking. And she yeah. was like, dude, the fights you were watching the other day, you said one of them was named Mariana. I like that name. And I'm like, okay. And she goes like, to be honest with you, it's a Spanish name. Uh, it's a name that, you know, that our people can say. Is this spelled the same way Ariana Grande also spells with the, name? With an E. Ours is with an E. I like so, that. So Ariane. Um, and then... Uh, her middle name is Beatriz. That that is after my my grandmother. Uh, my so, mom's my so mom's side. I lo- I love how you pronounce like average American would say Beatrice, right? Yeah, I I think is, I, is I, that correct? Yeah, is it be- yeah. Beatrice Beatrice, is basically Beatrice. Beatrice, right? Yeah. Okay. We're we're already and, and we take her to Kaiser and stuff like that. My daughter and we're already running into. I, I'm like, dude, what has it? <laughs> we're already running into problems with her name, Ariane. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, Ariande, all these <laughs> other stuff, and I'm just like, I I had people, I, I had people like I'm like, oh my god, no, like like Ariana Grande, it's the same, it's the same, it, thing, it's right? very similar. So but that mean, little e, trip, that, that little e, I, I trips people up, and I'm just like, oh my god, but I'm like, you know what, I I I like that name. I 
I, I don't hear it often. So to me, I'm like, it's, it's, it's somewhat unique. I think I'm hearing you talk right now how your wife basically decided. And I'm thinking, okay, so I'm basically connecting already your daughter to a fighter, right? Because, and fighter in the sense of some, a woman that's basically strong, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. A woman that's in the world doing the same exact thing that maybe might consider only a manly sport, right? Mm-hmm. So your wife probably didn't think of this, probably. But for me, I'm sitting I'm like, okay, that's actually a great connection, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can always sit back and tell your daughter that, hey, I actually named you after... Is he a wrestler? Uh, a MMA fighter, UFC fighter. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I actually named you after someone that does what cage fighting. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right. And your daughter might probably be motivated by that. That, okay, if I'm named after this amazing lady, right, which mm-hmm. again, I don't, I don't watch MMA at all, but mm-hmm. I'm sure she's powerful, she's strong for the fact that she's at that level, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know you're here to interview me, but actually... Man, we're, <laughs> we're having a good old time. Man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to flip this a little bit. Yeah, no, right? please. I know you speak Spanish, yeah. full, like, very well. Mm-hmm. What is that something you're introducing your child to also to speak or based on the current climate or how things are going, you're like... I don't want my daughter to maybe face the same struggle that I faced. If you asked me this question maybe 10 years ago, okay. I'd tell you that I wouldn't want her. I wouldn't care if she spoke Spanish. Okay. I wouldn't care about any of that. Okay. It is absolutely a priority for her to speak Spanish. Like, <clears throat> um, I, notice, I notice with my people... As we go along, that Spanish that Spanish is being lost. It is, and, right. and even though Mexico's just o- right next door, r- right next door, right. It, it, we could be there. We could be there in a few hours. I, I feel like it's being lost, man. I feel like a lot of the times you'll 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 talk to someone and you know you'll you'll say something in Spanish and they're like, what? What? And their names, you know, Jose or Jesus or something like that, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, like. And I'm just like, it's being lost. And and one of the other things, too, is I really want her to communicate with, you know, the elder people in the family. I really want her to be able to go up to someone and 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 and, and sit down and have these amazing stories that could only be told in, in Spanish. Spanish right? Like my mom, I want to interview her, too, and get a story similar to this one out of her. And she's like, we could do it in English. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to do mm-hmm. this in Spanish. in Spanish. I need to get the full story from you. I need to get you to articulate every single thing you can say and get this in Spanish because of its authenticity. I love that. So one thing that you said is how you want your daughter to basically know how to speak Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we have the connection, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same for me. Like, mm-hmm. we're friends on Facebook. You always see me posting videos of my son, mm-hmm. me speaking... Matter of fact, like the other two languages we speak at home, right, mm-hmm. is Creole and Mendy. My wife doesn't speak Mendy, right? My wife was born and raised in a city, right? The city basically speaks Creole. And when I say Creole, most people might think it's the Louisiana French Creole. No, this Creole is the broken English Creole. Right? Okay. So okay. if I basically say, Jimmy, howdy, buddy, it means I'm asking you, how are you doing, right? Or Jimmy, can I, right? 
Canada means come here. Now, if you listen carefully, you might probably get some context clue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And and <laughs> one thing that my wife and I usually laugh about is I'll post something on my Facebook page, right? And here you are laughing or commenting underneath it. Right? <laughs> so there was like for the longest time I would hit laugh and that's it. I would just let it go. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if he's seen this. Like yeah. No, no. I so I'll, my wife and I will be home and my wife is like who, who, like, what does he get from this, right? <laughs> and and what's funny is, you probably never met Mike. Mike, yeah, you when you yeah Mike Michael Sky, uh, Skyboy is like one of my mm -hmm. colleague also that we used to work, right? And he would do the same, right? He would even comment in English. He's like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, yeah, because there's some English here, but then you lost me here, right? But basically, that's what Creo is. But the reason why we chose just to speak those two languages is because of the same reason recently you probably saw it and i know yeah no you saw it actually and you liked it mm. yeah i saw a quote along the line of it's our responsibilities yeah. to basically speak our language yeah. to our kids that hit so deep right? dude when you yeah when i saw that i'm like wow like Imagine basically my son growing up and probably going back home. Not probably. He's going to definitely go back home. Mm. And he has this traditional name, but yeah. doesn't even know how to speak the language. Right, right. Like, what is that optics like? So yeah. for me, I said that, like, I've gone above and beyond to ensure that he knows how to speak our local dialect. The yeah. two that I know, know how to speak, we're going to now. In the spectrum of like, oh, we're losing that language, right? Mm -hmm. When I came to the U.S., right, one of the first things they did, and you were born here. I remember you telling me you were in English as a second language classes. I remember you telling wow, me yeah, that, right? I did. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. You were born here. But automatically, just because of you speak a different language, right, you became English as a second language. Yeah. And, and and we've we've had family friends tell us, oh, you guys should be speaking English at home, blah, 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 blah. Because when he starts school, mm -hmm. he's going to be in ESL classes. And I'm like, you're partly right. You're partly wrong. When I came to the U.S., the first thing they did was, I speak English, right? But the first thing they thought was, hey, English is my second language. Mm -hmm. I was in an ESL class for probably a day. And they realized that, no, this guy actually speaks English, right? And my son is going to be the same way. Right. Yeah. I've I've met a lot of people from a Latino background, mm -hmm. right, who tell me the same story. Oh, when I started school, they put me in ESL classes. Mm -hmm. And and I I I've had conversation with parents who Latino parents who that's their biggest fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That I'm not going to speak this language to my kid. Because I don't want my child to be marginalized and placed in that English. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being English as a second language classes, right? Yeah. It doesn't. No, no, no. It doesn't yeah. matter which you went on and you got a college degree. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You got a college degree just like the person that was in the. I don't know. Are they? Are they considered like regular classes? I'm sorry, people. Like <laughs> we were saying here, <laughs> I have a little toddler. Okay, I have a. I have a two-year-old that is basically you probably you you're hearing his voices getting ex excited over Blippi. That's a that's a whole new <laughs> that, 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 that life though. I yeah, get that, it. Yeah. But um, you and I like we're fighting hard to keep 
that, right? Yeah. Now, I'll probably say you have siblings, right? Yeah, one sister. One sister? Yeah. Does she also speak Spanish? She does. Okay. Um, yeah, she does. I would say it's not as good as mine, but it is It is very much fluent, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah, she, she, she does. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one thing that I did notice from my parents, though, with, with my daughter, and granted, she's all of five months old, but... They would at times move to to say things in English, and I would be like, "Stop no. that! Stop that right now!" No. Yeah. You guys will talk to her uh, exclusively in Spanish. <laughs> my mom does that. Mm-hmm. My I have an auntie, amazing auntie, right? She does that also, right? Mm-hmm. And like, no, like, let's try now. Here's what I would say: I don't expect my son to be as fluent as me in my local right, yeah. dialect. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. The, so one, I know for sure he's going to speak Creole with perfection. I know that, right? Mm-hmm. The reason being is Creole's my wife speaks that and I speak Creole also. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Mendy, right, I don't expect him to be 100% perfect in that. But if I have people, because my mom uh, talk Mendy, right? My auntie does, right? If I have people helping me in that area, that builds the, found, yeah. the foundation, right? And I also want him to know as to who he is as a person, mm-hmm. right? I want him to know that my parents are from an immigrant background, mm-hmm. right? And they, they overcame the struggles, right? Mm-hmm. And they came here, right? Yeah. And this is the life that they basically made for me, yeah. right? And, and I know some people might go to bed not even, like, just thinking about that. But I look at my son, I'm like, man, like, you were born in the U.S., like you were born at Kaiser Hospital, <laughs> you know, like before we even went to the hospital, like you already had a, a bed and a room ready for you. If yeah. my, I, I don't even know what my bad story is. Like all I know is my mom said I was born at the government hospital mm-hmm. and she remembers my grandpa bringing over warm water in a, in a tamo basically. Right. My son had a different experience, you know, yeah. like I look at them. I'm like, God, Lee, like you guys are so fortunate. Yeah. Right, but things like that is what humbles me. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, take me through. We're talking about food, and we're talking about um, languages and stuff like that. Um, and you were talking about he will go back. Uh, Definitely. Um, have since you left? Have, have you have you gone back? Yes, I, I, I kind of went back by accident, right? And what's funny is each time I tell people this, they look at me like, what do you mean by accident? <laughs> you know, you and I have been friends on Facebook forever, right? Mm-hmm. In 2016, my grandma died. And you, I think you actually hinted on the fact that I'm a photographer, which I haven't mentioned yet. But that plays a role into how I basically started photography, mm-hmm. right? But um, long story short, my grandma passed away, right? And um, I decided to go. And now my grandma used to live with us. She lived in the same house. My culture, right? I'm not throwing shades on anybody here. My culture, we don't put people in common homes. Right. We, we like, 
we we actually like when the older people live with us because we gain so much knowledge from them. Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin and I were discussing this the other day. Like when grandma's grandparent live at home, like that's how she knew how to speak our local dialect. Right? She was born here, but mm-hmm. if we're sitting here talking, you never know she was born here. But anyway, my grandma passed away, right? And I decided to accompany the body back. I mean, the remains back home to basically. So that's how I went back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Now, I went back for about two weeks, right? Now, going back is expensive as hell. It's not like going to Mexico, bro. That's, <laughs> how, that's how fortunate you yeah. are. Like I, Sometimes I sit down like, man, I wish my country was Mexico, actually, because it would be so much easier for me to just say, I'm going to go back every year. Yeah, short right? drive. And, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. For me... It's at least 12 to 18 hours, depending on what your layover is like. You know, yeah. we live in California, so you have to basically fly from maybe California to like a different state and all that. So imagine going back home just for that short period of time. Now, you, when you go back, <laughs> you need to go cash, right? Mm-hmm. And here's why. It's all about optics. You're from America or oh, your people automatically think you're wealthy. Right. So even if you go back and you tell them I don't have money, oh no, you're lying. You have money. You don't want to help, right? But I, I'm not going to mention the amount that I took, but I remember taking an amount that if I was in America here, beside maybe paying for bills and all that, there was no way I can blow through that money in just two weeks. Wow. Right? But when I went back, right, in in basically a week and a half that money was gone right yeah. i had to tell my wife hey take my card go to the bank and please send me money through western union yeah. now that's a whole new different story <laughs> sending money back home you have to pay you know mm-hmm. but um when i went back right i had like a huge cultural shock right keep in mind i was born and raised there mm-hmm. and i was actually telling um one of my co-workers this the other day i I didn't know how homophobic, and now keep in mind I'm not homophobic, right? But I didn't know how homophobic America had made me turn until I went back home. And here's why, yeah. right? Back home, it's, it's very common for you and I, for your friends. We can walk around. I can hold your shoulder and, like, lean on you and all that. It was common, right? So when I went back, like, my old friends basically... Like, you know, we're walking and they'll probably lean on me or probably, like, grab my hands and all that stuff. And I instantly thought, oh, man, this this is a gay move, right? Yeah. And and I was, like, so defensive. Like, I felt so uncomfortable. It took me, like, a few days for me to snap out of that American mentality yeah. and come back to the reality of, no, actually, this is this is common here, right? Like, it's, it's really common for... Two friends, whether opposite sex, same sex, to walk around and probably just lean lean on each other and all that. But when I came back, I'm like, man, like, U.S. has actually made me very, very, as much as I'm not homophobic, but, like, the labels that we put on things, like, made me uncomfortable in my own country. It's just, it's just. Showing some love, and here you are, like, whoa, hey, hold on, dude, what, no, are, you, what are you doing? Like, swear to God, I yeah. was like that. Yeah, no, I'm no, never yeah. kidding. I'm like, yo, like, why are you, why are you holding my hands right now? You know, like, no, don't. And 
I had to snap out of it. Like my friends probably never noticed, but I did, mm-hmm. right? And and it's all because of my environment that I'm. I came from going there, right? I was born and raised there. I lived there pretty much for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And here I am, very uncomfortable in that environment, you know. But um, yeah, no, I I went back in 2016 and. We are actually planning on taking a trip back with, and this time is with the entire family. Right? Yeah. My wife, two kids, and um, we don't know when yet, mm-hmm. right? But definitely something that's at the forefront. And for us, the trip back home is really to humble the kids, mm-hmm. right? To humble them that, hey, you should be thankful that you have running water. Yeah. Right? You should be thankful that you can open the refrigerator and take food and eat. Yeah. Right? You should be thankful that you go to a school that has light. There's no dusty floor. You don't have a blackboard. You don't you don't have to basically buy your own materials. Like mm-hmm. you those are things you should be thankful for. Now, I know my my youngest might probably not have a full magnitude of it, mm-hmm. right? But at least he might have some sense of it. I know my oldest definitely 100%. He, like, she's going to understand what that trip is about mm-hmm. because it's all about me. I'm going to have her experience the entire journey. You know, you know, here, like, you guys don't fetch water. You don't put water on your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I want you to take a bucket, right? Go down the stream, fetch water, walk up the hill, and maybe... Use that water, and that's what you're going to shower with. Oh, no, there's no water heater, right? You're not going to heat that water, right? And now, I mean, the climate there is different, so the the water is not going to be as cold as America, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, remember, imagine Jimmy waking up in the morning, right? And Jimmy having to walk maybe a mile or two to fetch water, right? Shower and get ready for school, and maybe walk another two, three miles to go to school. Imagine what that is like. Yeah. Right? So for me, it's all about my daughter, my kids should experience, even if they are not going to have the full experience, but at least part of that. Come back with an idea. Come back come back thankful and humbled in, in, in some way. Like, <laughs> like wow, I, <laughs> I understand now. You remember at the beginning I said something about I've been here for 12 years, but even up to now, I still have cultural shocks, mm-hmm. right? It's all stemming from how I've seen kids or parents treat their kids, right? Or how kids react to their parents. Like, I've been in situations where I'm like, if I was to talk like that to my mom... Yeah. Whoo! Yeah. Right? I'll be... I'll be damn, man. Like... Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm at my age, right? I'm married and all that. I still don't even feel comfortable kissing my wife in front of my mom. I don't know if you struggle with that. I, wow, uh, I do. You, you never thought about it? I, I, I do. And I, the, the thing that it's always weird because just yesterday, um, I, I came home from work. Um, I came home from work and my, um, my, I had, I had my, I had my, my daughter in my, okay. in my, in my arms. And then my mom came in the room to, to grab her, and I'm like, here you go. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was going to go do something, so I just, like, turned over to my wife, gave her a kiss. My mom's in the room, though, 
and it felt like the weirdest it's thing. Uncomfortable, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> why is this weird? Because and, and I'm like, because if she wasn't in the room, it, it's normal. It's normal, right? And I'm just like, this is weird, and it's weird always. It's yeah. weird when I go when we go to her parents' house, and and I, I sometimes she's at her parents' house, and I come from work and I go there, and I'm like, hey, hello, like I haven't seen you all day. Yeah, love you. And Kiss, it's like, yeah. and you're like, I'm like, uh-oh. why is this weird? You know? Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think it, our upbringing plays a role in that, mm. right? It's not something that we consider probably normal, right? Mm. And um, for me, like normally when my mom comes from San Jose and like here, like. And and what's funny is my wife will make fun of me like oh when your mom is around like you don't f-. my wife when when I'm going to work like we kiss each other mm-hmm. when sh- she's leaving we kiss you know hug the kid and all that stuff right mm-hmm. but when my mom is around we just don't feel comfortable doing that yeah yeah I um yeah no it's it, it's funny that you you, you asked that because yeah I, I I get a little weirded out myself um. One of the things I wanted to mention and kind of get your take on is um, there's there is also like culture shock with me when I when I go to Mexico, Mexico and stuff like that. I feel like I'm almost turning another switch on and and, and turning like the the I'm Mexican, but there's a there's a second switch that I need to turn on to go there and be like, okay, boom, this switch is on, you know. And I I feel like that switch is is I don't know if you ever seen the movie Selena with um, Jennifer Lopez. No, but if you're aware of the singer, um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, the lady that died in a is, was it a plane crash or they, was they, shot? She by, was shot. Yeah, yeah she was shot, shot by her like manager or something like that. Yeah. In the movie, um, her dad, played by Edward James Olmos, goes, "We got to be more Mexicans than the Mexicans and more Americans than the Americans." The Americans. Okay. And I feel like I have, I I feel that when, when I first heard that, I'm like, I, I I understand that so much. So. Basically, you're saying when you go to Mexico, right, you have to be a completely different Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you're judged? Even though you speak Spanish, yeah. right? Do you feel like you're judged or do you feel like you don't really blend in as much? Um, yes, to both. A thousand percent, I feel judged. A thousand percent, I feel judged. I feel judged here by Americans. I feel judged over there by Mexicans. I, 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 I feel like uh, there's this um, there's this saying, ni de aquí ni de allá. It's like you're not neither from here, neither from there. You know, you're not from here, from there. Like you're kind of in this in this middle, middle. Um, where like you know, America will see you and be like, oh, you're Mexican, yeah, your and then is, Mexico will, see, yeah, Mexico will see you and be like, oh, you're American, and it's like you, you I feel like you almost have to go over there and prove how Mexican you are. And I feel like, and it's, it's to me, yeah. And even with like, I speak the language, yes. Um, but even, I feel like even my, my own people, I, I tell uh, Ryan this, a uh, um, uh, guy we used to work with, a friend of mine, um, that I feel like when we mess up the Spanish language, because there's times where I'll mess up the Spanish language. Wow, I didn't know that. And you'll get roasted so bad by your, by your people. You'll get, really? you'll get like in Mexico or here, both okay. in both places. You, you say something incorrect or you, you, you kind of fumble a word and you use an English substitute. <laughs> um, 
you'll get roasted so, so bad. So you and I will basically have like the same experience, right? And um, I remember I posted a video, me speaking my language, right? And I have, I have one of my, my sisters who we joke around, like I know she was playing, but she mentioned the fact that, man, you don't even know how to speak the Mende rights anymore, right? Mm. And I'm like, man, like what does she mean? And she's like, oh, the way you just stumbled or the way you basically pronounce that word, like yeah. it sounds so American basically, right? And and keep in mind, I look at myself, I'm like, I'm a traditional guy. You know, I, 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 like, I'm proud of myself. You know, I've yeah, left yeah. my country for a long time and I still speak my language. But there are certain times when I'm like, I'll be basically speaking the language to my son. Mm. And then I'll mix it up with broken English. And then I go back, I'm like, no, that's not how you actually say that word in my language. This mm. is how you say it. So, for example, like football, the soccer ball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's called football in Creole. Yeah. Okay. But in my language, if you actually meet someone that knows how to speak the language very well, it's called fefete. Mm. But sometimes I'll be talking to my son, I'm like, Oh, wow, football, Nabe. It means bring the football here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, football is not actually the proper term for that. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, like, if I was to use the proper term, would that even come, like, confuse him more, right? I'm basically gauging, like, to what extent do I want him to, like, be exposed to that language way too well? Yeah. Or should I just, like, give him the version of what maybe people in the city in Sierra Leone are speaking, right? Mm. So, like, that's the thing that I basically always have to balance. Right. So it's interesting that you pronounce something wrong in Spanish and they're roasting you. Oh, well, yeah. It, it, it's to the point where sometimes there's almost intimidation to, to even say something like, in Spanish because you're just like, damn, I might fumble this. And then it's just like everyone's cracking jokes. And your or, mom came from Mexico. Yes. Which means her Spanish is way, 10 times way more advanced than your Spanish. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. so you might say something that you think you're right. And mom is like, mijo, no. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's, that's not how you say that, man. That's interesting. Like for the outsiders, you might think, oh, Spanish is just Spanish. You know, expect, I mean, I... I'm not naive, naive enough for me not to know that there are different regions of Spanish. Mm-hmm. I think even in Mexico, even within yeah, Mexico, even, there even are, within yeah. Mexico, there's like they have like certain indigenous tribes there that speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Or I, I came across a lady actually. I think I was at the courthouse and they they had to find an interpreter. I can't exactly remember what the the language was, but I think it's one of those little indigenous languages. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you see, that's something we don't think about. Could have been like Tagalog or something like that. Like uh probably like, yeah. Probably yeah. right. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, for us the average Americans, you say you're from Mexico, we automatically think you speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And your Spanish is great. Or even if you say, Oh, I'm from that Spanish back uh, Mexican background, automatically we're thinking, oh your Spanish is 100%, right? Yeah. But to your point, if you're sitting down talking with grandma mm. and you say something wrong, oh, grandma is going to come at you like, no, right? Yeah. And to a certain extent, I feel like they're probably also charging you, mm-hmm. right? Thinking, oh, you were born here, you don't even like fully know how to pronounce this word in Spanish, right? Yeah. You, you're probably Americanized now, 
right? And for me, like, luckily, really, I don't get that vibe, mm. right? But probably if I go back home, like, and stay for maybe more than, a, like, a month, mm. I might probably get that vibe. Like, oh, you speak Mandy, but it's not really the proper one. Right. Right? So. So what... um. I guess, what is it that you, um, how, do, how is, when you go back home, mm-hmm. and um, what are people's thoughts about you being in the States? Like, <laughs> go on, man, I'm just, it's, I love the question, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so like, what, what, like, what are their thoughts of you being in the States? Like, Let, I guess, what, are, what, are, what is their, like, one, what is their perception of America, mm-hmm. and what are their thoughts about you being here? Let me just say this, okay? If you go maybe talk to, and again, I might be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I'll estimate that if you go back home and you maybe talk to the average serial union, right? I'll probably say 80 to 90%, right? They want to leave Sierra Leone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of contributing factors as to why when I'm not even just going to say America, right? Mm-hmm. Let me say probably if you travel to a different country within Africa of itself, as long as you're out of Sierra Leone, right? People already have like this idea that you, if not, you're already automatically successful, right? When you leave here in America and you tend, except otherwise, right? But you tend to have a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. right? You tend to have people back home that, based on the fact that there is no availability of resources like we do have in the U.S., right? Back home, people might go to school, get their degrees. I have friends who went to school, they have degrees, mm-hmm. and still don't have a job. If they have a job, right, they are probably underpaid, right? Mm-hmm. I'll guess guesstimate that average Joe over there probably even if they have a job they are making maybe two hundred bucks a month, mm. right? So you and I that's that's even less than the amount of tax that they take from our paycheck. Right? Yeah, yeah. But um, when you're here, right, and you go back home, right. When you go back home, you have to be ready, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to be ready to either deal with how much you're spending, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's already this idea that you're coming from America, you have money, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, don't get me wrong. We have money in comparison to the average Joe maybe that's living there. And I'm saying the average though, uh, Joe because... There are people there that are wealthy, man. There are people there that are living way more comfortable life than you and I in America. I bet. Okay? Yeah. There are homes there that are way more... In fact, the homes here are very boring, right? The homes here are not very designed properly. I'll tell you this, right? Mm. You look at homes back home, you go to certain areas, you'll, you'll be surprised if you're in, in Sierra Leone or you're in Africa in general. Let me just say that. But... When you're here, you almost have like, you can, 
if you go back home, you can literally get away with a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? I want to say you can probably buy your way into things, right? And um, it's all because you're, you're exposed to things that they are not exposed to, mm-hmm. right? I always give people an example of electricity, right? We're sitting here right now recording this with confidence that that electricity is going to stay on, right? Right. It's not the same like that back home, right? So there are a lot of things, basically, that um, plays a factor into that. But when you leave in America or anywhere in the world, as long as you're out of that country, you almost have that responsibility. And And sometimes people almost guilt you into having to do things, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know who I was telling this. I was telling someone, I'm like, imagine if I all my people, like I was born and raised here and I don't really have any connection back home. Mm-hmm. Imagine the amount of money I will save, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine me not having to send money back home maybe for a family member that said, hey, um, I want to pay my rent, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, most of the time I do it because $100, $150 for what? The whole entire year rent, right? That is, that is, for me, I look at that as I have more, right? Why can't I bless other people, right? I've I've helped people back home that I have no family connection to, Mm. right? But I've helped them because because of I know what is like living there, right? I I I don't look at them as you are lazy, blah blah. Don't get me wrong. There are some of them that are just lazy. They mm-hmm. don't want to do anything, right? But I know people there that are hustling, grinding, but still can make that break, right? So, man, that was a lengthy answer. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're good. So. You mentioned there are wealthy people over there, uh, just like in any any country, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Mexico included. Right. Um, what is if I live if I am from Sierra Leone? Mm-hmm. What um, and I'm wealthy. What are like three or four things that I'm most likely doing that made me wealthy? Like, what am I doing as far as maybe job or maybe um, what is it that that um separates that w- oh man you're gonna you're gonna get me in trouble but anyway as much as you can answer the, of course the so one the easiest way to make money in my country go be a politician mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the most cor- <laughs> and don't get me wrong america is corrupt Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. But if <laughs> if Jimmy yeah. wants to make fast money, go be a politician. The moment you're elected, you're automatically wealthy. Okay? The moment you're there. Now, I'll back out a little bit. There are people there that are not in the political spectrum that are doing businesses and all that mm-hmm. that are wealthy, but one of the things that people tend to invest in in Sierra Leone is um, real estate, right? And um, some some people maybe buy lands, build homes, and rent them out, and all that stuff. 
there are people like that there. There are people that I have friends who are photographers. I have friends who are videographers, right? I have friends who are artists and all that. Mm. But those guys mm. are not making enough money in comparison to the parliamentarians, right? To give you an idea, just like here, right? The parliamentarians, the government pays for everything for them. Mm. So if you have a phone and you're part of the parliament, hey. Jimmy, that phone bill, regardless of however, they're paying that for you. Okay? They go as far as they even buy cars for them. Mm -hmm. Right? So to answer your question, if you're there, easiest, easiest way to make money, politician. Mm -hmm. Which is why everyone is fighting to be part of that circle. Mm. Right? Because the moment you make it there, even if you're there maybe for cause three, four years, right? You already have that connection. Let, let's face it, bribery is a thing. And and, and just to <laughs> add to that, same thing in Mexico. Exactly. You're either you're either in a cartel or or, or you're a politician. politician. And sometimes there is Both. no difference. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they, they too blend, right? Yeah. See, these are the connections that you and I have, mm -hmm. right? You look at Mexico, right? You look at Cancun. Mm -hmm. If they tell you Cancun is in Mexico, right, you might probably not believe that. But now, take that and twist it and look at Mexico City. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's basically like my country, right? Mm -hmm. People, There are people there that actually have jobs, right? Most of the... I think after politicians, the people that are really making money, like if... Let me see you, Jimmy, and you... Maybe if you work for an NGO, mm -hmm. right? Let me say you work for World Health Organization and all that because those organizations tend to pay in dollars. Right? So even if they're giving you two, three hundred dollars, okay. you're, you're stacking up, mm -hmm. right? You're stacking up because cost of living there, I consider it very cheap. There's no way if I'm there, I'm going, I'm going to spend one thousand dollars. $1,600 on rent. No. And, and that's why I, earlier when you asked me how much uh, private school was, my guess was 100 because I remember back when we were working together, Yeah, you had mentioned the cost of living and food and all this other stuff, and I'm like, wow. like It's cheap, yeah. right? But it's cheap for a reason. Not everyone can afford right, that. Right, right. Yeah. So to answer your question, really, if you want to make money, go be a politician. Yeah. Right? And, and there are certain parts of the city, Freetown City, where... You can actually go there and just don't feel welcomed, right? You mm -hmm. can say, this is for the high end, right? Mm -hmm. The homes are completely different. Then you probably just drive like two miles down the street mm -hmm. and you see a slum, mm -hmm. right? Because, again, corruption and bribery, right? Yeah. Which is the reason why a lot of us we are fighting, like people are fighting to leave that country. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I know people that will literally do anything, anything for them to leave Sierra Leone and come to America. Wow. Yeah? And that goes back to the reason why I say I'm grateful. Absolutely. Because I know there are people waiting to be presented with the same opportunity that I had. And if they come here, man, they, they'll be hustling and grinding also, right? Yeah. Because they know where they came from. Right, and that that basically factors into why I carry myself the way I carry myself. Mm -hmm. Right, I joke, I laugh, and all that, but 
I know what to do and what not to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're mentioning um, being a politician and stuff like that. Like, what is, what would you say the current, I guess, political climate is in Sierra Leone? Um, years, I guess years removed now from, from the civil, civil war that went from like early 90s, 90s. to just about past the 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what's the current political climate is is it improving is it, is it kind of what does that look like so depending on who you ask mm-hmm. okay I'll, I'll basically let me just say this mm-hmm. for listeners my country had a 10-year civil war mm-hmm. right and most listeners have heard of the word blood diamond right yeah it came from that right and some people always saw that in a movie. But imagine your entire childhood. I, I laugh because I, I mentioned we've, that we've, movie. Yeah. We've had that conversation. Yeah. 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 You already know how I feel about that mm-hmm. movie. But most people saw that in just a movie. But imagine growing up basically maybe 10, year, 10 years of your childhood was civil war. And civil war is the most brutal thing because you don't know who is fighting who. Yeah. Right? But then to come back to your point, Sierra Leone is one of the most peaceful place on earth right like i said this earlier i felt safer yeah growing back home than me being here right and here's why i can walk out of my house right now and get shot in sierra leone the chances of that happening is probably zero to none you know why the only people that are carrying guns are um uh, uh, cops or the not even all of the police officers have access to gun right but um the political climate there is like super peaceful, right? The other time it tends to become violent for some kind of reason. We still can't get past that is when election season is coming, right? So 2023 is going to be election season, right? Mm-hmm. So come 2021, 2022, you you might probably see me on Facebook. I'm going to be active again. You will know when it's actually mm-hmm. time, right? But um, we have a two-part party system basically right Mm -hmm. and the reason why i say that is don't get me wrong we have other parties that also stand for uh, election but it's just like america right similar to here right it's democrat or republicans Mm -hmm. right those two are the dominating factors in the political uh political spectrum then um for us we have i mean it's a democracy right we vote there just like how people vote here now depending on who you talk to, they might have faith in the voting system. They might not. Mm-hmm. And it's all because it's done by paper, right? And paper can be manipulated, basically, right? And, um, but the last election, we had, like, I want to say about four or five um, po- uh, politicians who decided to run, but it came up to just, again, the two party, which are <laughs> SLPP, an APC. Now, this is this is the reason why I, like I kind of laughed a little bit is this is where it kind of becomes sad for me, because those two parties, they are very tribal related. Mm. Okay, full disclosure, the current president in my country is from my tribe. What does that mean? We speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Which means there are other people in the country that probably don't feel connected to him much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It pains me that our political system there is really more based on 
It's either A, Jimmy is going to vote because Jimmy, when Jimmy was growing up, his parents are from SLPP, right? Nothing is going to change that. That's how Jimmy is going to vote. Or maybe when, maybe Jimmy is from the Mende tribe. Therefore, Jimmy is going to vote for the Green Party, right? If I'm from the other tribe, I'm probably going to vote for the Red Party. We're not really voting on issues. That's my point. Right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. the political climate is like. People, people are not voting on issues, right? And people are really voting more on. I, you know, I mean, there. I might probably say there are a certain group of people that are voting on issues, right? But people are really voting on either the previous political party that was there didn't do enough, so they they revenge and kick that party up, mm-hmm. or. My dad was Timini, I'm going to vote for the Red Party. That's it, right? But overall, though, I think that's where we're blessed, right? We're not like other countries in Africa, like Cameroon, Sudan, and all that, where we election season is basically crazy. Or we've, we've, we've had a peaceful transition mm-hmm. since after the Civil War, mm-hmm. right? We've, we've had that transition. So we, that's why we're fortunate we're poor and all that but like i said if you go there jimmy you probably feel s- like super safe right we have the most uh excuse me we have the most um uh, natural like food and also beaches and all that stuff it's it's, it's a beautiful place to live it's mm. just uh, yes there's not progress, right? And go back to your answer, uh, question. I want to. I don't even consider my country like developing. I consider my country underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. The country that I consider developing is Ghana and other places. Like some, like some people might probably listen to this podcast and think, "Oh, this guy's blah blah blah." But like my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't consider it developing. Mm-hmm. It's more of underdeveloped, right? I mean, we had the Ebola. The Ebola knocked the infrastructure down, blah, 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 blah. Some people might use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't buy into that. It's probably because I view things a little different. And it also plays a role. What plays a role is maybe because I'm in America now, I'm looking at things differently. Yeah. So political system-wise, peaceful, great, but still underdeveloped. Nothing much there. Earlier we talked about um, uh, the movie Blood Diamond. What are things you suggest um, myself, listeners, um, do to educate themselves a little bit better about the history of Sierra Leone? Um, Documentaries, books, anything that you might say, yeah, that movie, that movie might have you know, covered it in a Hollywood way. way. Yeah, which it kind of did. But check this out over here. Here's, here's what I will tell people, right? We live in, a, in an era where we have availability of resources for us to do research. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. You might come across some information on Google that probably might not be accurate. Mm-hmm. Do I actually have any recommendation for people to say, oh, go read this book, go read this book? No, right? 
my recommendation for listeners is when you come across someone that is whether they're from Sierra Leone blah blah when you come across someone that probably said hey I'm from Africa right first thing you should ask is probably which part or where you're from okay then let them tell you a story right don't don't attempt to say oh I I I I went to school with Someone that was from Ghana. Okay, yeah. They are from Ghana. I'm from Sierra Leone. Do you think we know each other? Yeah. No, we, There's a buddy I have from South Africa. Do you know him? No, like, yeah. Yeah, he's from South Africa. <laughs> I'm from uh, West Africa, right? Yeah. Two different, same yeah. continent, yeah. two different areas, right? So, I think people should go beyond just that. This is what Net NetGO told me, right? Mm. Or this is what my preconceived notion is and really dive into hey so that kid that i met said they're from sierra leone let me let me just google sierra leone and see what comes up right i don't expect like all americans to to be an expert on africa no Mm -hmm. right but at least i have the expectation of there are people around the world right that know more about things going on in america and around the world Mm -hmm. right I surprise people sometimes when I'm probably talking about things that most people don't expect me to know now. Most people fail to realize that I went to high school in America, right? I went to college here, right? And man, my major is political science, Mm -hmm. right? So I probably know more about the political climate and all that. But like my point here is we shouldn't just be limited to what Hollywood is presenting us. Like personally... Blood Diamond, great, boom, it's nice. But I hate that movie. I know why, right? Mm. I feel like it didn't really. I mean, like anything Hollywood related, there's all the, uh, all the drama involved in it and all that. That right. for me, I it didn't tell enough of an accurate story. Again, that's just my take. I'm not an actor. I don't know anything about right. movies and all that stuff. Right? There are people who enjoyed it. But the sad part is, you tell people you're from Sierra Leone, the first thing that comes up is Ebola or blood diamond. That's the only thing, right? Now, if people sit there and probably Google Sierra Leone, they might see more stories to it, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about really just showing interest in one thing, Google that thing, right, and read about it. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2020, the place that, the country in Africa that probably people are looking up the most. Guess where? Which country? I don't. Know. I'd probably want to say it'd probably be either South Africa or maybe Ghana. You said Ghana. Boom. Yeah. You know why Ghana? No. Okay. That's where Beyonce is going, right? Ah, That's ah. where Cardi B just went, yeah, right? Yeah. So automatically, like those celebrities that are going to those countries are putting spotlight on those countries. It's amazing. Yeah. It's great, right? Mm-hmm. So. That is forcing people to maybe look up what Ghana is like, right? Mm-hmm. But a simple Google search of a country in Africa, right, will probably give you a landscape of a, a better idea of what that country is like, right? It will probably force you to move from that idea is there's no infrastructural development from Africa and stuff like that. So to round things up, really, is people have to learn how to look things up, right? Whatever information the internet provides you, in terms of maybe social media, because that's where a lot of us tend to get our news now, mm-hmm. go beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. If you see something about Ethiopia, right? 
who where is Ethiopia? Let me look that up, right? Mm-hmm. That little search might probably teach you a thing or two about Ethiopia, right? So yeah. Tommy, I gotta I, I have to say, um I've loved everything we talked about today. Um a lot of and I I actually have a lot of people that message me and go like is all your podcast is about MMA? Because that's all you're talking about. I, and, you know. and, spor- and sports, is that all you're talking about? And yeah. and this is my first kind of serious sit-down podcast, if you will. It's part of the reason why I want to get into this was was stuff like this. Okay. Was stuff where we could sit down and, and, and have a conversation about things. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for... Thank you for for allowing me to number one come into your home and 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 have Always you share your story. Um, it, it's 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 been a, it's been a, an eye opener for me, um, and I'd I'd love nothing more than to continue to come back or meet up and and yeah, you you always welcome right. Um, let me let me turn the tables a little bit here and and talk about a couple other things. Um, one being your your photography. Yeah. Um. I look at it all the time. It's it's very inspiring. I notice, um, you 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 in through your photography, you're you're telling a story and you're highlighting your culture. culture. Yeah, is that that's your kind of your approach to that, or like what what is you mentioned? You went back to Sierra Leone, and that kind of got you kind of the wheels turned as to photography. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Right now, there are people back home. Like I have friends back home that I've actually told. I'm like. I want you guys to really capture the authenticity of culture of things back there, right? Mm. Because globalization and all this, we there's there are a lot of things that we're missing in Sierra Leone, right? Like I went there, I'm like, man, this is not a country that I grew up in. Things are different, things but um some of my shoot that I do, right, mm. and most of my clients that I tend to deal with are people that are from Africa, right? Mm. Or are people that are from Sierra Leone, right? So even if I'm doing an engagement shoot, for example, right, they want to highlight that, mm-hmm. right? Because that is part of our culture, mm-hmm. right? Now, I wish, like I, how I wish I have the money to go back home at least every two years because I have so much ideas of things I want to highlight, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the little things that I feel like the West probably doesn't know much about, right? Or Net Geo doesn't really show much about. Or BBC News doesn't really talk much about, right? But my intent is really not just to like, okay, highlight my like cultures, right? My shoot that I do depends on who the client is, right? And I give like clients my idea of like, you're from this tribe, you're from this culture, do you maybe want to highlight this and all that stuff? But me being a photographer and also me being like Sierra Leonean or African in general, like um, I sit here and think of ways I can highlight things, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with my camera, I, I have the power to basically play a role into painting a different image of what, Africa is like or what Sierra Leone is like, right? Mm-hmm. When unfortunately when I went back home, I really I wasn't much into photography yet. I was starting to get into it. But I was able to capture images that I still go back and I look at them. I'm like, man, this is like so basic, but it's amazing. Right. And I, I, I know we we've been talking for long, but let me just say a quick story here. Yeah. Um 
one of my favorite image is uh, I went to my old school, right? My old, we call it primary school or primary school, right? And that is, I want to say elementary, right? Equivalent to it. I went there and there's this little dude. He was just excited to see my camera, right? He came to life. He wanted to know what that is, mm. right? Because probably that was his first time seeing something like that. Remember, I, wow. I had my, I didn't even have on my big lens. I had on, I think I had on a 24 to 70 millimeter lens, right? Mm. And he was excited, right? I gave it to him. He's like asking me like, what does this do? Blah, 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 blah. And I showed him. And by the end of our conversation, right? And this kid is probably eight, nine, right? He said, let me pose. I want you to take a picture of me. And I, I go back. And I look at that image, I'm like, God, I love this image. Yeah. And, and I have stories a lot like that, right? Mm-hmm. Little kids, they see the camera and they're like, what is this? And I tell them what that is. And they're like, can I stand and take my picture? And the good news is we live in the world like where I can take the picture and show it to them right away. And yeah. you can see them come to life, uh. right? So that's why I'm saying like how I wish and hope I have that finances mm. to maybe go like every two years and just go work on a project, a project that highlights the beauty of my country, right? I feel like I'm obligated almost to paint a different narrative of what maybe Western medias have already portrayed my country to be like, mm. right? Which is why I talk to a lot of photographers that, hey, let's highlight the negative that's going on, sweet, Right? But what are the other beauties? Right. right? I actually have a guy that um, uh, um, I love his work so much. And I'll, I'll, I'll share them with you on Facebook. Mm. He goes around and he takes picture of the most natural places, like the, the relaxation places that we have. And you look at it and you're like, is this Sierra Leone? Right. You might question yourself like, no, no, no. This is not the image of what I expect Sierra Leone to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. So like me being a photographer right i basically want to change that narrative right of what africa is like or what a traditional outfit is like or it should be a taboo for you to basically wear your traditional outfit Mm. right and the name of your photography business is (laughs) it's a complicated one so i gotta spell it so it's sinava photography cool i had it right (laughs) it's c i N-A-V-A, then photography. And it also has a meaning. So you remember how I said I was going to change my legal name from Tommy, right? I actually wanted to change it to Sinava. Oh, okay. Sinava in my culture means, it's basically you saying for the sake of tomorrow or, right, for like, let's do this tomorrow, right? Sinava is more of like highlighting that tomorrow aspect of things. We're going to do this in later date, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Sinava means. So if people want to look it up, it's C-I-N-A-V-A, then photography. I'm on Instagram. I don't have much content yet on Instagram. I'm trying to get to that level. So um, yeah, but um, there's a story. For me, like anything that I really do, I'm tying it back to my culture. I yeah. want, I want yeah. it to have that authenticity of culture. And I want people to ask me, what's the meaning of this, mm-hmm. right? That's why my son is named that way, my daughter is named that way, and also my page is named that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, last thing uh, that I want to ask, um, 
where does alone men don't cheat come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I, I freaking love that. Like it's it's one of the things that makes me when I see that dude, it makes me smile. It makes me <laughs> laugh. So if if you want to piss off a Sierra Leonean girl, yeah, mention that statement. Okay. <laughs> okay. But so one of my buddies is actually a musician, right? Mm-hmm. And he he made a song talking about how Salomendo cheat, right? Uh, we don't cheat. What does that mean? It means Sierra Leonean men we basically don't cheat. We're not part of that cheating culture, right? Mm-hmm. But what was funny is the reason why I love it is it created this entire debate in Sierra Leone basically on Facebook and all that of guys and ladies just talking about how oh Salomon cheats so bad I don't know why someone brought out a song saying (laughs) Salomon don't cheat (laughs) and before the music came out you know he's my buddy so I had the opportunity to like listen to it and that's the whole point Mm. that it's really so (laughs) what's what's funny it's, it's like each time I post that and like you laugh or you comment on it, and like my wife and I will normally like sitting on the couch and we just crack up, right? Like it's just funny how you love you love you love it so much. I'm the biggest fan of that. <laughs> I am the biggest and fan it of it. All that. came from a buddy of my call, um, Mr. Best, Stefan Bio, right? And he just wanted a, a very thought provoking song, mm-hmm. and that song actually ended up being a hit, right? Mm-hmm. People in Sierra Leone were basically singing that. And it was just a huge debate between the women and the men. And even I think, I even remember like the older generation also got into that too. <laughs> like, like why are you telling me Salomon don't cheat? I yeah. know they do, right? And all that stuff. But that's where that came from. Right? <laughs> it credit my dude, Stefan, for bringing that out. But it was really just a thought-provoking conversation going right and i think it did that i showed my wife that and i'm like look salome men don't cheat and she was like they don't then i gotta get me one of those do mexican men cheat i'm like well changing the changing the topic let's go let's go to the next let's go to the next feed on facebook like (laughs) you we there's actually a music video for it i'll probably send you the link yeah please do yeah yeah yeah, uh yeah i think there's a music video for it i'll send you a link but like i like that actually ignited a whole new conversation in like a lot of the app like the nigerians the Ghanaians, like everyone was talking about oh you you're saying salomon don't cheat they cheat like this no it was <laughs> it was crazy but i just love what that com- like that whole music brought out basically yeah tommy i feel like in this conversation we've uh, just scratched the surface there's a lot of there's a lot there, there's a lot there that there's a lot of similarities uh, if i took anything from this is don't brush off anyone talking about anything you know that might represent them their country exactly ask ask a question ask further mm-hmm. questions um it, it's only going to promote um kind of a better understanding yeah like, i think it so, expands your knowledge right right when you ask questions people tend to and I'm not just saying ask. Ask and really show interest in what that right. person yeah. is saying, right? It's the reason why you're here today. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because I remember when we used to work together, mm-hmm. right? Not to start another conversation, right? You ask me something and I'll go on a computer and I show you. Mm-hmm. That's why when you started your podcast, you're like, I actually want to get to know this guy much more. I know this yeah. guy. We're yeah. friends. Yeah. We talk, right? We text. 
we're on Facebook and all that. But let me sit down and probably have an insight more on this guy. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, that that is it for me for today, uh, Tommy. Thank you again. Uh, this is my honor, man. first you. official podcast that is not MMA related. <laughs> unless you want to turn it into an I, MMA podcast, I we will can. say this though: when you when you actually sent me a text saying, "Hey, I want to have you on the podcast," you see what my response was, right? Yeah, you're like, I don't I'm, know. I'm <laughs> like, I bro, I know nothing about MMA. I'm the wrong guy, but yeah. I think I love where you're taking it, mm-hmm. right? You're just not basing it on sport. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 there's, there's a, there's a couple of podcasts out there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of beer. I recently went to Santa Rosa to try out some, some beer. I stood in line for hours to try this beer. Um, and I met people in line that also had a podcast, but it was only about beer. Oh boy. And okay. I'm like, if I just did only an MMA podcast, I'm alienating a, a oh. huge percentage of, of the world. Oh, yeah. And that's not, that's not me. Like that to me. I I'm curious. I I, I want to know more. I, I want to. I'm interested and inspired by people's stories. I like that. And to me, to just have a podcast, I, I'm inspired by the likes of Joe Rogan, the likes of. I'm like, who the hell is that? By the way? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, a, a big comedian, podcaster, MMA guy. But he okay. he he will. I will actually uh, recommend his podcast because okay. he will have on. Everybody from anywhere, uh, okay. from 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 politicians to athletes to to um, people out there looking for you know social justice, uh, people out that. there. Uh, um, I definitely feel like um, I've my my way of thinking has been influenced by, amongst other things, uh, that that podcast there. And that's kind of what I want to do is I want to do one where I'm not just one thing. I don't just want to talk about beer. Okay. I, I like wine. I like I like this. I like that. I, okay. I don't I don't just want to talk to uh, I don't just want to talk to just a section of the world, the country or or even even the town. I I want to to um get people thinking. Okay. And, and I want to have people on that I maybe don't even necessarily agree with. Here's what I would tell you, right? Yeah. I how I wish and hope your mom's was going to be in English. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz I would actually love to like hear her like her own perspective and stories right mm-hmm. we're both immigrant we both came here you were born here but like what can i basically learn from mom right so i almost want to say i'm looking forward to it with the expectation that probably you're going to provide us some subtitle yes uh okay. I, it, that one i will provide uh either subtitles which is going to be hard i know that um i'm that's one i'm thinking of maybe um then the thing I don't want to do is interview her in Spanish and then interview again in English. English. Because I feel like the, the questions will, will be... Will change. Will, will change and she already kind of know what's coming, coming. right? Okay. Um, I kind of sent you a general idea of what I wanted to ask today, but I didn't I didn't go like, these are exactly things that will be talked about, Sorry, like, yeah. right? Um, I, I'm also thinking of doing like a voiceover. So having like... Uh, someone translate. So, someone someone be her in English and, 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 and give her answers. Okay. Uh, those are the three I have. <laughs> if there's any other suggestions or anything like that, any that you might like as far as those, I don't know, man. That, that, probably, that's why I haven't done that episode yet. We'll probably talk more. Yeah. Probably share some ideas. But anyway, like, I'm super grateful that you stopped by. And um, I think I actually learned a lot from you also, mm-hmm. right? And glad you stopped by, mm-hmm. right, for us to even have this conversation. For sure. Like, Here's what I'll tell you. I know probably we might have a part two of this conversation because we might probably get more into 
I might probably talk more about my family dynamic and all that stuff. You know, I was like, I feel like I was like bouncing around, which is kind of good, right? But we might probably dive more in like deeper, right? Right. Pick right. like pick like that topic and then kind of just, exactly, yeah, exactly. absolutely, yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. And and no, this this podcast at the end of the day, I wanted to be. Uh, if anyone's listened to some of the other ones, um, there was one podcast where we were talking about MMA. And we at one point we started talking about our favorite Batman, <laughs> and and you know, there was someone there that was in the background going like, "What you guys were talking about this? And now you're talking about Batman?" And it's just like, "Hey man, it's an organic conversation. That's the way we headed." So, anyways, Tommy, uh, thank you f- for being here today. Uh, this was uh, this was awesome. I definitely want a part two. I definitely want to dive deeper into different things, and um, I look forward to uh, more of, <laughs> more of your stories on Facebook, on Instagram. I look forward to a lot of that. Hey, this is what I, I I'm going to, uh, going to say. Okay, just know, Salomon don't cheat. Salomon don't cheat, baby. <laughs> Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World.